Hello and welcome to Red, Red, Blue. I'm Dan Adams. I'm Dominic Adams. Andy Adams. As a wise doctor once said to me, never pick Liverpool assets, they'll only let you down. Fuck. We've seen it game week 25 come and go, and by God, was it glorious. We'll relive the excitement in our game week review. We'll look how it affected the leagues. Andy will have the Red, Red, Blue League up, I'm sure, before playing yet another exciting round of win, lose, draw. Um, with the twist this time, just to spice it up a wee bit. So while that's swelling on your brain like an unflushable log, let's look at what happened last week. Andy, do you want to talk about Fulham and Wolves? We'll just slowly ease you into it. So we'll talk about Fulham and Wolves first. Yeah, I don't want to talk about fucking Liverpool <laughs> or anything to do with that fucking shit house of a team. Oh, it's a shame that I put you down for the both Liverpool games, isn't it? Ah, that's <laughs> how, how does that happen? I hate them. Um, yeah, so so I guess this one was mod, and is they're becoming Fulham fantasy one player at least is fantasy interesting all of a sudden, and it's not uh, Mitro anymore. Mano Solomon, I mean, three and three, I think, in his last three Premier League games. Pretty decent. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't know that you're, like, dropping any of your big players for him, but if you have Eddie Nketiah, who's been riding a lot of bench lately, you might be thinking about a a swap for someone who actually plays. And Solomon, three goals in three games, seems like a decent bet. I mean, a 1-1 draw, um, Wolves still dramatically shit and don't pick any Wolves players ever. But... um, I think Solomon is like an interesting dodgy pick for for um, for Fulham. If you really want to, you know, if you're behind in a league or something, you need to do something out of the box to catch up. Like, I think he's an interesting near-term bet. He is 4.9 million as well. Cheap as chips. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's playing up front, doing well. He's coming off the bench a lot of the time, so it's a little bit risky, but interesting. Mm. Cool. Tom. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Everton versus yeah. Aston Villa? The start of your genius 4D chess moves that you yeah. planned. How many how many points did Tarkowski get in this one? Um it's it's not a lot. And and to be fair, the game wasn't going too bad in the first half. It looked like it was gonna play out like a really boring nil-nil draw, which would have been great for not just for me, but for our draft team as well. Someone fucking called this, by the way, and win, lose, or draw last week. They did, they did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a really inspired call, other than the one that actually put your, your, Yeah, your shockingly, Everton gets shagged by everybody. Pick yeah. it, whoever's playing Everton. Puts his money on the, the Liverpool bet and loses that one instead. Oh. Um, unfortunately, you can't put money on against Everton. Well, I guess you could have. You picked Ollie Watkins. You could have just bet on Villa, say, couldn't you, genius? <laughs> well, I did say that Ollie Watkins had scored consecutively uh, for four matches, and he's done it again. So, but you know. then did you not say that you thought Everton were going to win in the win, lose, or draw? I don't know if I said they would win. Yeah, I can you can maybe correct me on that one, Dan, but I don't think I said they would win. Uh, but, you know, no surprise. Everton lose the first of two games. Uh, Watkins puts in a, a goal for his consecutive fifth or sixth, and it's the most that anyone's ever scored consecutively for Villa in the Premier League. No shocks there. Uh, and still nobody wants to pick him. Yeah. <laughs> still no one's going to pick him. Uh, Buendia gets a, a goal as well just to rub it in and make it salt in the wounds for 2-0. But I think I've had my foray into to Evan players for fancy assets. I will not be going back there once I've, at, once I've uh, started my wildcard. I don't think I'm going to be picking up Ollie Watkins anytime soon and he would be the only one from Villa that you would consider, to be fair, so... 
that is uh, that game in a nutshell. Bad game. I think Villa, they're not terrible, but they are like super inconsistent. I don't know that you, I mean, I have Leon Bailey who plays up front some of the time as like bench fodder, but you're never getting more than two or three points from Villa players mostly. No, I mean, much like, and we'll go into the Leeds versus Southampton now, it's, it's these teams that you have some possible players, but you just don't have the space. You don't have the, the places on your team to put them. And you look at Leeds versus Southampton. So Southampton were looking for redemption. They got done in by Leeds. I was looking for points from Nyonto and Somerville, who I brought in uh, as part of my four-way swap and also got done in by Leeds. Um, they're just shit. <laughs> they're not very good. So... Nonto did look exciting in the match. I did see some of the highlights. He's still doing stuff. Um, JWP is always worth a punt, but it is literally a punt. And it's just, where, where do they go? You know, who do you take out for JWP? Who do you take out for, for Nonto, effectively? I don't think I want either of them right now, to be honest. I mean, look at the FA Cup. The fucking Southampton lose to Leeds, and then they go and get shagged by Grimsby or whatever at home and knocked out of the Cup 2-0. And I watched Grimsby the highlights. Down. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, they are pretty terrible. Um, so no no real fantasy assets in there. I wouldn't want to touch Leeds. They're just too indecisive. You know, one week they're doing well, the next week they're doing terrible, and Southampton are just terrible full stop. I don't know where they get their players from either, because if you look at the lineup for Southampton, I haven't heard of half of these people. Like, the two forwards, Paul... Onauchu and Kamaldine Sulemana, like, didn't they have at one point, like, remember when they had, like, Dings and, like, someone else up front? I can't remember. Do you remember when they were effectively the factory team for Liverpool? Did they not feed half of Liverpool's first team? Yeah, they had Che. They they fucked off Che. They forgot about him. Oh, (laughs) here we go. JWP didn't even score in the wrong goal in this one. Sad times. Mm. I don't think I want any Leeds players, though. I know a lot of people still have couple of them don't they they have uh nonto and some of them have somerville but the worry is like nonto and somerville i think the two of them are actually fighting for the same spot right now because nonto got subbed off on 60 minutes for somerville with the with the southampton team what it reminds me of is when you get to the start of a season in chapman and you don't have a full squad and what they do is like bump it up with these five or six like auto-generated players that just seem to fill out the squad and that's who they've got up front now it's like fucking John Smith or Paul Atwood or something like that. Just the, these random players that came out of nowhere. Or maybe they're just getting all of the spare Nottingham Forest players. I don't know. They must have some kicking around there. I think the way to look at it, right, is like, would you buy any of the players from either of these teams if you were like a good team? I think the only one you could argue that could get into like a Tottenham level side is probably JWP from Southampton. Yeah, I think he'd thrive mm. in a better team. Who else would know. you take from Southampton? Not from Southampton, from Leeds. I oh, no, I was saying like specifically Southampton. Like, I think from Leeds, like, I don't know that I want any of the defenders. Melier is not bad. And then you're looking at probably like Harrison, Nanto, and mm-hmm. maybe that Somerville. I guess when your boy Rodrigo is not having a discipline. When Rod- Rodrigo is not dead, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Oh, we'll leave that one alone. Leicester versus Arsenal, Andy. Yeah, you know, I, I had high hopes in the first half of this one because, like, they kept it really close, Leicester. Um, and it was only a 1-0 at the end of the game, right, to Arsenal, like, um, near halftime. Martinelli back in the goals again, last couple of games. Trossard assist because, you know, the the one thing that's probably frustrating for a lot of people is they sacked off Nketiah and started Trossard the last couple of games 
which I think is probably going to be where they go from now on. Like, I, I don't see Eddie, like, getting Trossard back out of the lineup now he's in it until Jesus comes back. Um, and then I think the problem for Nketiah is behind Trossard on the bench as well then when Jesus is back in the starting lineup. It was a really close game. I watched a lot of this one, and, and Leicester actually were, like, in it for a lot of the game, making it really competitive. This was, like, one of the the schizophrenic good Leicester games rather than one of the schizophrenic evil Leicester games. And now that Maddo's back, you know, they look like a much more competent team. Um, this week he didn't play, but I think that Tete stepped up and he's been playing well the last couple of games. Yeah, that's been interesting. Ian Acho's on fire, to be honest. Like, I think he's playing, he scored in the cup. I watched like the, the cup highlights, although they did go out in the cup, I think as well, Leicester with the magic of the cup thing. Um, to again to like not Premier League opposition, but <laughs> the 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 defense you don't want anyone. The midfield you know you want Maddow if he's fit. Barnes I think is just too inconsistent. Tete might be interesting if he starts scoring a little bit more, but you're probably not spending a fantasy slot on any of the players except Maddow from from them. And I think on the Arsenal side, you're pretty good to pick anyone in that team except probably Trossard and and Ketia because you don't know if they're ever going to get a full game's worth of minutes. I guess we can talk more about it in the, the second Arsenal game. Yeah. Uh, just to spin back onto your point about Leicester, and something I want to hone in on is the idea of spending slots. Are there any teams except for Arsenal now that have locked down three slots in your team? Man United. You have three United? I, I had until this week because I had to because they didn't have a game right, so I had to trade one for a playing player this week. I traded Bruno, but Bruno's coming straight back in again. United are just slapping the crap out of everybody right now. I definitely want three. What about you, Dom? Uh, I've got three Arsenal. I think as of week twenty nine, I will have three United. I may also have three. Um. No, two Brighton, three United, three Arsenal. I thought you were going to say Everton. That would have been good. <laughs> no, you've got, no, 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 You've already got three you've Everton. You've already got three you? Everton, yeah? Well, this is what I'm saying. I need Secret to get to the wild card to get them back out again. But in yeah. terms of people who have got double game weeks coming up at, for the end of the season, Man U have got a stack of uh, three separate double game weeks coming up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. have Brent, uh, so have Brighton. They've got three, no, they've got, yeah, they've also got three separate, no, sorry, four separate double game weeks coming up. So, you know, I mean, when we get to the Brighton players, game, we can talk about, well, there's no Brighton game, is there? This week there is in game week 26. Yeah. But there We've is, got some there was no Brighton up. from this. Yeah. The, this we'll have to talk week. about, um, exactly. We'll have to talk about the chips and catch them now. Yep. Yeah. I, I do think that, so on the three player thing, if, if you looked at the cup game, I mean, now the belief in United, like they went one nil down to West Ham, but like it just looked the entire second half like they were going to batter them, and then it ended up being three one, and they did batter them, mm-hmm. even with second string team as well. Yeah, exactly. With like half the majority, as soon as Casemiro comes on, it just looks like the, so they bring on Martinez and Casemiro on like the 60th minute in the cup, and all of a sudden, like West Ham looked mm-hmm. like they were bricking it the rest of the game, waiting to concede. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, West Ham versus Nottingham Forest on. Speaking of in West Ham. Yeah, uh, West Bam absolutely blatted him. Um, we had Danny Ings in the draft team, which is just an inspired pick by us. Insightful. Uh, and when I say us, us, I mean me. Um, 
but yeah, it was just an absolute route for them. I, I would love for Forest to go back down again this season, purely just from them trying to buy the whole league to stay up. And I mean, it, statistically, that's not going to happen, but you, you can want it. No, I would have loved for them to go down, but you know, what's he really going to do with that team next season with the thirty-three players that they've signed? What what's going to happen? I imagine but a dramatic amount will leave at yeah. the end of this season, though. Yeah, I'm looking at the 538 predictions, though, by the way. Like, they, like on the statistical predictions for the the league this year, so the bottom three it predicts will be Southampton bottom, Bournemouth second bottom, and then Everton have a 57% chance of getting relegated. But Forest have a 37% chance of getting relegated, so they're going to be down there towards the end. I mean, as it sounds right now, Everton are on 21 points in 18th, and Forest are on 25 points in 13th. There's four points in it. They could drop two games and they could be dropped back in it. Yeah, but yeah. If, if we're talking about wasting money and that being the reason I want people to go down, Everton are just as guilty of that with regards to wasting money. So, yeah, enough of that bullshit. In terms of assets that you actually want to pick from teams, if you're looking at West Ham, they're not going to, as Danny says, they're not going to disjoint any of your slots that you have for all these other players. I mean, they do have three double game weeks coming up in the last half of the the last third of the season. And that's going to be Southampton, Newcastle, one of them, Palace City and Leeds City. So it's not exactly tasty fixtures either. So I wouldn't... Yeah, you look at the West Ham team, Dom, and you've got Bowen. Dings and Bowen. That's it? Pretty much. And maybe Declan Rice, for some reason, he's got 76 points in the season Uh, so far. I mean, West Ham had... They had an XG in this game of 3.6. Holy shit. That's just because it's Forest, though. Yeah, Forest had an XG of 0.4. Sad. <laughs> if, you, if you look at teams that have failed to score in matches in terms of like how that would look in terms of a table, West Ham are third in that table. So they're not someone you want to be placing your chips on for getting goals. No. Mm. Okay. Bournemouth versus Man City. Haaland got a goal and an assist, which, you know, at that point in the game, we was setting a few nerves jangling because obviously we'd all capped not Haaland effectively. We won't go into surprising everyone who we did cap, but um, getting the goal and assist was was upsetting. The City defence still doesn't feel like it's worth it at all. They always seem to have a weird, fluky goal concede in them. Uh, You know, it's an incredible team with an incredible defence, yet somehow they seem to be conceding frequently or at least that's how it feels when you're you're watching it um it's never enough for them to lose a game ever but it just feels like they kind of switch off occasionally and, and drop one i put a kanji in uh, as many others did felt like a bit of a wasted transfer as well um and for bournemouth again yeah you're not going to take any bournemouth players slanky was the assist i guess is the only highlight but no yeah according to the predictions that <laughs> Arsenal, for this week's game against Bournemouth, an 80% chance of winning for Arsenal. This is the lowest I've ever seen with Bournemouth 6% chance to win. So those two teams are at polar opposites of that table I just mentioned, the failure to score table. Bournemouth mm-hmm. are the most likely team in the Premier League to not score in matches, and Arsenal have only gone two games where they didn't score. So you really want to be tripling up on your Arsenal assets this week. I know you fuckers sold smart, Melly. I didn't. Kept I've got him. I've got to get rid of Enketia and get Martinelli somehow. I've got to get Saka back. That's the problem. Got to get Saka (laughs) Saka back. Got to woo him back. Go stand outside his window with the stereo. I I kind of like um, 
Odegaard as well. Like, I think as, when he starts scoring, he's a little bit streaky, so I don't really want to get rid of him. So I might end up with, like, Saka, Martinelli, and Odegaard in one team. But I hate that because then you're, the, the likelihood of all three of them returning in the same game is not high. I like having one defender because they do seem to keep a good number of cleans, to be fair. Um, in terms of which of the three you'd take, I guess, like we say, we can talk about it later. Yeah. Um, instead, let's talk about dun, 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 Crystal Palace in Liverpool, Andy. Explain your master plan and how it completely failed. I mean, it was that, so part of it went okay in this game because they got the clean sheet. And so Robertson got like the clean sheet in this game for me. Then they benched him for the second game, which didn't help me massively. But the problem was, obviously, I, w- I went in on Nunez for captain this week, given that he'd scored the previous week and like played the game. I guess what we found out afterwards was that he had a pain-killing injection to play the previous game, and so was always going to miss this one. But obviously, Klopp being like the giant gurning shit house that he is, like didn't <laughs> mention any of that. I did um, love in the chat build up to the game where that that flashed up. I don't know who posted. I think it was Dominic posted, and you're like, "Well, just fuck." <laughs> it's like honestly. Even then I was okay because I was like, okay, well, my vice is on Gakpo. And I guess that means that like, you know, it's still Gakpo, Salah and somewhat probably, I don't know who it was in the end, actually, who did they play up front as the first strike? Jota. Um, So it's still like a pretty decent on paper forward line that they're putting out. The the downside obviously being that this is like now frequently injured Jota, who's not match fit and looks terrible most games. Mm -hmm. Um, And then their midfield is now a, a laughing stock of of the Premier League with like they they trotted out Milner, Cater, Henderson for this game as like the core of the the midfield. You, you know what that sounds like, Andy? That sounds like a Southampton team. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely the it's the old age retirement home for Liverpool midfielders that they were rocking out this week. And on the bench, you know, it's not like they've got amazing people to to bring on. Like Fabinho's looked awful all season. That. But Chetich or whatever his name is is like unconvincing when when he plays. So I mean, he's no god. What the fuck is the obsession with Harvey Elliott? Honest to God, I don't fucking know. It's okay because Elliott got the start over Gakpo for the second game for your guy Andy. So that was really good. I mean, if you look at the defense, like I love that. I do like the Schadenfreude on VVD. But all the people saying he was like the second coming now saying that he's like barely above average defender that's too slow and getting embarrassed by people. He, he quoted actually recently, I don't know if you saw it or not, that he's like playing 60 games. is just too much for me. You know, playing in a season, I just can't do it anymore. So he's just old effectively is what he's saying. Time to talk to Casemiro and stop being such a bitch uh, or Bruno playing like 4,000 minutes or whatever it is now. I, well, I think I can... the, the reference one in the thread was 180 games for Mason Mount in the 3.5 years for Chelsea. And now look oh, where he yeah. is. Yeah, he's, he's pretty wank though. So it's probably that's what I'm saying. Where he is, that's, that, that's not a good kind of like. I mean, I guess the one that him. I would use, Bruno, would probably be the counter argument that I'd use. Like he's played like almost every game for the last few seasons and looked pretty good in all of those seasons. Um, but anyway, to come back to Liverpool, like Allison now looks like a shaky joke at the back from being like one of the most accomplished because he did a couple of dodgy back passes in this game as well where he was like trying yeah, to remember that one trying to like shift it out through his feet and getting caught by defenders now because everyone knows i think that matip is sort of shaky on the ball that allison is now shaky on the ball so you see all these strikers for these lower down in the league teams pressing them like super high up the pitch now to see if they can make them fuck up 
And Trent will routinely fuck up if you press him. So this game, they ended up scraping a nil-nil. They didn't look very convincing. Salah, like, I read an article a, a day or two ago saying he's considering leaving in the summer now as well. So, like, bad times for Liverpool fans. Just going back on Alisson, the eye test obviously is a fail for you, but if you look at the stats, he actually looks pretty incredible for the past couple of weeks. He's like yeah. six, six, seven, six, two, nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, not a terrible run. I, I think it's not, but I think at the same time, like you have to look at some of the opposition that they've played in those weeks. It's not like they're playing against fucking Arsenal in there. Chelsea and Newcastle are in there. Yeah, but Newcastle this is off the boil Newcastle though as well. True. With no Gruno. So like I, I don't and know. Also Chelsea as well. Yeah. No. So so like I mean yeah, Chelsea were getting slapped by everybody. So I, I think it's not super impressive to me. And then when you see them play against good teams, everyone just exploits the shit out of the fullbacks now and they know that Matip's slow. And then everyone just plays through their midfield. Like, I, I don't know what they're going to do in the summer. They have to sign basically an entire new midfield three and hope that Salah stays. But they, they didn't look good. And, you know, Dom's favorite team in uh, Palace also didn't look good in this game. But they didn't play half of his favorite players because there was no... Uh, Fabrizio, no, no Zaha, no Eze, no Olise. Oh, Olise did start actually, so only one of Dom's favorite three. Zaha's injured; he can't play. Yeah, I mean, but what happened to Eze? He's just on the bench half the time. It's Fabrizio, easy, isn't he? He doesn't need to play against Liverpool. That shit. And then they've got Eduard on the bench now, and they're playing Mateta up front instead. Shake Decore's back though. Ah, I don't know. No one cares about fucking. Palace. No you're not, no you're not going to take any of their players. Let's be honest. You're not going to pick any of their players. And you're probably not picking any Liverpool players after this week, to be honest. No. I need to find a way to get fucking Salah at my team now. What's their fixtures look like coming up, Dom? Is there a reason why you've got a bit uh, off? Are they one of the ones that blank at some point as well? Liverpool blank in 28, but then for the end of the season, they have an, the three game weeks that will be doubles as well. But they're not in the system as doubles yet. The only double they have in the system right now is in 29, right? Where they have yeah. Chelsea and City. So, But they, they have two spare <laughs> yeah, fixtures. And they they're have, both away. <laughs> yeah, they have two spare fixtures. And what it looks like is possibly in week 34, they will have Tottenham and Fulham. And then possibly in week 37, they would have Villa and Fulham. I think you want, the, you want them for game oh, week that. 27. Because game week yeah. 27 is Bournemouth. And they slapped them 9-0 at the start of the season. Yeah, so you take them from then onwards. Maybe you start filtering them back in again. To you don't want you you want them from game week thirty onwards. I don't think yeah. you want them for that City Chelsea Arsenal run. And then that means so if you look at the next five games, it's United Bournemouth City Chelsea Arsenal. Like you can probably oh. just get rid of all of your Liverpool players for now. If you go into it even further than that, it's United Bournemouth blank City Chelsea. So like you even have to go through the. The pain in the ass of having a blank in the middle as well. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to be knackered because they've got to get slapped again by Real Madrid in, in the meantime too. <laughs> that was such a funny match. I know it isn't Premiership football, but watching that match was absolutely so hilarious with those two weird goalkeeper freak errors. It was just hilarious. So good. I told you, he just bricks it whenever anyone's in, just bricks it. The best bit was watching really Jamie Carragher on this show that I was looking at like, He's sitting there eating his dinner or whatever while they're watching the game in the studio and he's fucking cheering it on when they've got the 2-0 up and then all of a sudden things just get worse and worse <laughs> and worse. And uh, Mika Richards is sitting there loving it and Thierry Henry sitting next to him loving it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That's Poor good. Jamie Carragher. I hate Carragher, so I'm happy when he's sad. Um, okay. Good game, though. That's, that's been a great game. game. Spurs versus Chelsea, Dom. 
yeah. Um, I think this is the start of the end for Potter. It, well, it's probably not the start of the end. It's been the end. For I was going to say, they've got to be fucking him off now. Yeah, there's there's been rumors going around that other people are coming in, but every time that I look into it more and more, it's kind of Chelsea putting out the statement again that they will give part of the time to turn it around and it's a Back building project and all that kind of good stuff. But, you know, seeing the way that they've treated players so far with Bowley, I'm not going to be surprised when they fuck Potter off. He's not um, good. He's not great now. And the so, most so here's interesting the question one, then. Is he exposed now? Is he exposed? Was Brighton of... Just Brighton and not exposing himself and it's not pleasant. But Brighton were great under him, or seemed to be a great team anyway. Like, but was it Brighton and not him then? Was he just coasting on the fact that the players gelled well together or something? Like I think he, you question. know, I think it's a kind of a you know what it reminds me of? David Moyes. That's who it reminds me of. Like when you yeah. take like a manager that's good with like a really tight budget and playing like route one football and you take them to a club that has money and good players and they're like fucking lost. Yeah. They spoof the load. But the most, the most interesting rumor I've seen is that they're looking at bringing in Deserby for Potter. No. Oh no God. You can't do that. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have to sue if you were Brighton at that point. <laughs> They're gonna go knock on Brighton's door and be like, "We see what that manager's done with it, with that resources. Can you come over here and do it again?" Maybe they'll give him um, Potter back. You can like swap. You can buy Deserby with money and Potter as like a trade. I think I've seen a manager trade before. I think Brighton would give Chelsea money to to like. No, Chelsea would give. Yeah, Chelsea would have to give Brighton money to just. Take they would have to anyway. give him compensation for sure. Yeah. Um, but back to the game. Was it not the Brighton CEO? Sorry, that, that, yeah. that actually said, uh, I'm fielding calls now. I'm telling the cleaning <laughs> stuff. If they come knocking, they're going to get picked up and headhunted too. Like he's in on the joke. He gets how stupid it is. I think everyone does treat Chelsea as the, the joke of the Premier League right now. And, and that's them taking over the mantle from Nottingham Forest for signing every player there is. So I wonder who it will be next. Most likely Everton, if we're going to be honest here. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, the Tottenham game, I'm happy because Harry Kane's done the same thing he's done all season, just scoring enough goals to keep his points going well. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing shocking, just consistently scoring goals. Um, you're not going to be picking Skip and you're not going to be picking Dyer for the assist. But the most interesting thing was the pretend red card that came uh, came back from at, at the halftime for the VAR decision. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's just Chelsea being shit, really. Um, I do find that hilarious, though, Dom. Like, Dyer is where you draw the line. Tarkowski's fine, but Dyer is where we draw the line. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That is, that's black and white. Um, Chelsea and Spurs. Spurs don't have any double game weeks coming up for the end of the season, so I'm not going to be picking anyone other than Kane. Chelsea are wank, so I probably won't be picking any of those players. What about Kepa the keeper? Do you want lost or not keeper. have him? I fucking want to get rid of him. I said it last week. I really want to get rid of him. I'll take David Raya over him anytime because Brentford have got two double game weeks coming up as well. Yeah, I don't want yep. Kepa the keeper. I just don't have enough transfers to get rid of him. Exactly. That's that's the point. Mm. Seems like you're just making excuses. That's a constant loss, isn't it? What was his stats like? he got to be shite, right? I'm going well, to when, those when two, a he'll go. He did have those two 10-point games in a row, so it's not like he's been like terrible, terrible. He's still he's not as gone. many points as Raya, though. 
10-9-10 was sweet. That one little section. But think about it, though. Like, we, we can discuss this in one of the summer podcasts, but you could argue that if you average him out over all the games and if he comes, it, it's really for the keeper spot, probably what you're shooting for is an average, right? You're not shooting for like explosive keeper points. Yeah, because you don't want to keep doing transfers in or out of Yeah, so, so I could argue that like if over those six games or whatever, he has an average of five or six points, it's not horrible. It's not horrible, but still... There are multiple keepers out there with more total points, which therefore would average out to better, you know, average points. Yeah, but every year it's hard to pick like the Nick Pope or the David Rayer, right? Or Fabianski one year or whoever it is. Like. Or the Allison that's top of the pops right now. Yeah, but Allison is actually kind of an easy pick, right? Like Allison, Ramsdale, and De Gea and uh, Edison are probably all in the top 10. You've just picked one in Allison, four in Ramsdale, six in De Gea. And Edison must be 11th, 10 or 11th. Okay. Well, I, so to be fair to me then, I picked like three out of the top six like that you could obviously pick as the expensive ones. Who has ever so had a you top six? <laughs> well, what's the point differential between one and 10? Okay. So Allison's on 110. Then it goes 107, 105, 102, 99, 97, 97, 92. So it looks to be about 20 point difference between top and bottom. Yeah. So, so, what's ni- so 97 is number nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Actually, it's 85. Edison's 10th on 85. So there was a 25 point. Okay. So you could argue if you've scored 97 or up, you've done pretty well because you were within 10 point or you were within 13 points of the top keeper in the game. If you picked any of the other top nine out of the top 10, you've done pretty well. And you'd be picking De Gea, Leno, Ramsdale, Pope, Rea, or Allison there. Yeah, I think Leonard it's the prize one from Fulham, to be fair. You know, the way that they do it, some of it in the American f- fantasy football fantasy is like the points over replacement thing, right? It's like the difference if you pick someone versus someone else. And so I would argue if you pick any of those other eight out of the, I would say Edison's probably too far away for it to be reasonable. But if you're within 10 points this far into the season, it's not a terrible pick with any of those other players. Yeah, given we've got another pile of games to go yet anyway. No, just one to one to consider. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, you'd probably you'd go with whoever the cheapest out of those nine is. Thomas Rea. Probably Rea. Eight. What about Leno? Four point five. Burn Leno. Oh, burn Leno. Big burn. Right now, boys. Burn Leno. Feel the burn. Christ. All right, carry on. We're we're taking too long. We are. We're taking far far too long. So we're going to Arsenal versus Everton. I watched this one. First half was very tense. I'm very uncomfortable given that I have three Arsenal players and one Everton player. And my cap was on Saka. Um, Everton looked quite strong with the block. Maybe they'd learned their lesson from the previous uh, previous game. Arsenal with a lot of silky moves, but no final ball. And then they came up for the second half, and it was like a whole. It's like someone put on a different match, like a whole different day, a whole different match. There's tons of intri- intricate triangle play with Arsenal doing a lot of little uh, passes between Udi and Saka and the rest, and you know. With the way they played, and you know Mart- Martinelli scoring a couple, and you know Saka assisting, you know anyone could have scored in that team effectively against Everton. And it wasn't because Everton were terrible, which they are. It was because they were playing so well. But it begs the question, as you said, Andy, who do you take? Because you now have way more than three definite options. I feel anyway. You know you've got at least Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli. And Zinchenko looked incredible, to be fair, watching yeah. the game. He was surging forward through the middle the entire time, feeding balls to the left and right and uh, setting up assists. Yeah. I think that, so if I were to pick Arsenal players, the, 
I already said the three that I would pick. Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard would probably be the three that I would go. But but you said you'd hate it. I don't. I don't super love it because you know their defenders are some of the top scoring defenders in the game. So like the trade off is like, can you find another midfielder that's going to score as many points as the Arsenal one that you don't have? Pro- probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the City yeah. ones. The problem is. Foden would have been great this week. Mares would have been great like two or three weeks ago. Like it's tough to know which city midfielder is going to be the right one each week. It's not KDB sure. most weeks, right? Plus, I should help you out. It's not fucking KDB. Yeah, it's, it's not KDB. Point two hold in my team. Yeah, so it's it's tough. I don't know which one um, who you're bringing in. Rashford, I guess, is the only one you could argue is going to like compete with the Arsenal guys right now in midfield points wise consistently. But then you've also got Jesus coming back at some point. I imagine the season, right? Yeah, so. I don't know if it's soon, but I hear he's coming back around Easter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for Everton, it was a tragic end to a failed experiment, and it taught us all a valuable lesson. Don't listen to Dominic and his fucking nonsense. Honest to God, why did I break? I brought. I did. Did my you bring in Tarkowski for that? I did. I was bringing my three transfers, which was Somerville, Nyonto, and um, I can't remember what my other one was. Oh, Allison, Somerville, Nonto, and Allison was going to be my three changes I made. And then you were going on about Tarkowski, and he did have a double game week, so the four points spent would pay themselves back minimum. And if he gets one clean sheet, it's a total win. You fucking suck at me in, and I watched Everton play fucking miserably for two games straight. Uh, and he scored, I believe it was exactly zero points in the first game and zero points in the second game. Four goals conceded or something horrific like that. So, thanks, Dom. Yeah, Good job, Dom. Good job. Yep. Right, let's round off this misery with the uh, Liverpool versus Wolves game, Andy. Yeah, I mean, for Liverpool fans, I guess it wasn't miserable because they did end up eventually winning the game. I mean, they didn't look particularly convincing again to win the game, but they won. Um, Van Dijk getting a goal from a set piece, Jota assist, and then Salah getting a goal towards the end with a Simicus assist. I mean... I don't want to keep any of the Liverpool players I have in my team right now. And we'll be actively getting rid of them. Okay. How, how did you feel when you saw the Darwin Nunes goal and then <laughs> subsequently chalked off? Because that, that did feel pretty fucking good. <laughs> you know, it's one of the really not amazing things of VAR and fantasy football these days versus the pre-VAR fantasy football. Like now, whenever it comes up and it's like checking goal, you're like, great. Is is it going to be a goal? Is it, especially if you because I wasn't actually watching the game on this one. I I had to watch mm-hmm. the highlights later. And so when you got like the I think it's FBL game week's one I'm using. It comes up like Darwin scores a goal and see Andy's points jump like like eight points because you captain. I was like fuck's sake. Um, and then watching it to get chalked off, it was great. It even gives you little smiley faces. So every time you get penalty points or whatever, it gives me a little smiley face, which I think is awesome. But um, yeah, I need to get rid of Allison. Um, ironically, because they play. Uh, us next effectively which is going to be awful well they're not going to clean against United they might win but they're not going to keep a clean sheet no friggin way and then they'll blank in 28 and then they've got City and Chelsea in 29 yeah so just fuck them off yeah there's no reason to have their defensive assets especially I I think I could live with having Salah at home against United because like it will be a I think both sides will score in the game Mm -hmm. Um, because they always get themselves up for that game even if they're playing terrible. Like, they'll play, like, I think there'll be a lot of yellow cards and potentially a red card sometimes in that game. But I think that they'll probably score. So I don't really desperately want to play defenders from either team in that game. Oh, God, it's going to be fucking Casemiro, in it? I can already, I just, you've jinxed He's it. He's not going to do it. 
you yeah. saw him in the match in the in Europe where like there was the fight going on. But and he just walked off. Place. He walked by. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I'm gonna choke a fool. Oh, but not. Nope, nope. He's learned his lesson now. He, he, you could see he's like straight walking in the other direction as soon as it kicked off. Um, yeah. So, so I think that get rid of your Liverpool defenders is is a reasonable thing. I think it's also reasonable if you want to say get rid of all your Liverpool players. Cool. We'll do the leagues and then we can talk about teams, chips and strategies. So Andy, Red Red Blue League, obviously I can see the, I love it every time. As I say, we're looking at each other. We can see cameras. You guys can't, but we can. And I see Andy's faces light up with the light of the screen coming on as he furiously tries to find the league. I got it. I got it. Stop. Shut up. Um, okay. So in 10, Trey B, Daniel Dickhead Adams is at number nine, finally back in, in the top ten. Dad's, like, dropping rapidly down, though. He's down to eighth now. In, at one in point Denver this Blue. week, I was literally one point behind him at one point this Oof. week. Maheke Oscar, seventh. Tobias Scott in sixth. Jamie Preacher in fifth. Connor Gunn in fourth. Hobie Miller is now in third. Olga drops off the top spot um, mm. down to second. And up to top is Aaron Milne with a 103-point week. So he beat Dan this week as well. He captained Saka, but had Martinelli and Saliba. How else did he do it? Oh, and Salah, Saka, Martinelli, Haaland. That's mainly how he did it. Fair play. Uh, let's do the Adams Family League, the one that counts, the reason why everyone tunes in each week. At the bottom, still, Andrew Adams. 71 points in the week, Andy. You got 1,508. Yeah, Don, well, it, it did not pan out, the Liverpool gamble, for no, sure. No, it didn't. It, it was an awful gamble. But the funny thing is, so you had your Liverpool gamble. Then the other side of Liverpool, so Dom Adams in third place with 78 points, 1,519. The gap has widened uh, substantially to 43 points now. So I scored 102 in the week for 1,562. And then Dad is at the top still with 80 points in the week for 1,565. So I'm three points behind him now. The one thing I will say for your like uh, aggressive gloating is that you've played your free hit and are about to be fucked in a couple of weeks' time. I don't know yes. if I am. Because <laughs> the weird results in the cup means that some of the teams that everyone thought was going to blank aren't going to blank yeah. now. So it's not it, as bad it, as it was. It was going to be like a four-game game week, whereas now it's gone up to like a six-game game Yeah, game but you know what? It, actually, that might be even worse for you because it might mean that we get to optimize for two double game weeks where you can only you have to optimize your team to average across all of them. So in theory, we could you could if I think I have enough players to play in that blank week, I could save mm-hmm. it and play the free hit on a double game week week for the other teams. Oh, for sure. Like, And that's what I try to do with it at the first half of the season. So it'll just be whether... Your gamble's better than my gamble. And I think I did shit, to be honest, with that free hit. So it probably will be. We'll see. We'll see. Draft League, Don, you said we had big points. I'm very excited to hear how we've done. We absolutely killed it in the Draft League. So we had uh, we double Liverpool now? defense. We're not top yet, but we're getting close. We had Allison and Van Dijk. Uh, then we had Ben White getting a clean as well, killing it in defense. Uh, we also had Tarkowski in defense, who... I think him. Uh, did did we Son, always have Tarkowski, or did he come in this week, Tom? Just out of interest. He slipped in in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he just got on the list, uh, so he got in the back. Um, in midfield, we got hits for Odegaard, and I picked Sarabia from Wolves as well, but who got ten points for the goal uh, there? And then we had Danny Ings up front as well, who got us thirteen points. So we o- overall had ninety-two points. In the draft Are you league. a time traveler, Dom? 
You have to tell us if you are. That's the rules. It's like if you're a cop, you have to tell us if you are. <laughs> if you call it, I have to say it. No, I don't think so. The Sarabia one, I saw it like posted somewhere else. And I thought, okay, why not? So I went for it. Um, so we definitely got the highest points last week in the draft league. And we are now, oh, my math is terrible, 47 points off the top. Still second, though. Still second, but we cool. caught up like 41 points this week. So if we can have another week Oof. like this. Just have another prescient week where we pick exactly the right yeah. players, even though we can't change that many. That'll be well, us. We can, we, can, we can change a lot, but like you can only pick from the, the open players, right? So you've got to pick the really sneaky ones that are sitting there. That's and also when, when we keep saying we... You guys say we a lot when we're doing well, but you say you a lot when we're doing <laughs> shit. <laughs> Something I notice. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, but like with, with the draft league team, Dom, uh, your point of like you did great this week and everyone should be praising you. It's like the monkeys with typewriters thing, isn't it, though, with the, the draft league? Like all the other weeks you've done terrible and then all of a sudden it comes up Dominic. And to, be, to be fair, the players that did well... Allison, uh, I don't know if we that, had from the start. Were the ones that we had in the start. Yeah, league, right? Same with Van Dyke we had from the start. Ben White, I think we had from the start as well. Didn't we have Dings at the start at one point? Are you sure? I think dings at one point it feels like we had Dings. No, we did not have Dings. We had someone we terrible up front. Because we were scrounging around West Ham and Aston Villa near the end of the draft. I remember that. I know. Was I it Che that years. we had? Didn't we have Che at one it point? It might have been Che. Yeah. It was someone bad because we, we kind of went heavy on the defense. We forgot about it. Um all right, so teams and captains for this week. Andy, do you want to go first? What is your strategy for this upcoming period? Kind of wild card this week. Um, <laughs> Dominantly fell off yeah. his seat. Jesus. Yeah, kind of wild card this week. Fuck. Optimizing for the double game week. Mostly. Jesus Christ. Uh, because actually, I was thinking about it. Like, I could wait until next week to do it, but it actually doesn't really change much in my picks, and I can get rid of the Liverpool players that I don't want to have this week then. And also Shaw has like a knock, so I'm not 100% excited about him away to Liverpool with a knock as well. So I want someone I'm happy at least coming on. And Kukure is my bench defender who doesn't play anymore. So like that's not ideal. So probably going to wildcard, still working through exactly what it's going to look like. It probably will be three Arsenal, three United and others. So you're going to wildcard into three United versus Liverpool? Even yeah, it's going to be a spicy yeah. game. Because I'm going, like, learning my lesson from this week and just going on form. United are beating the shit out of everyone, including Barcelona. So, like, I, I feel like they can probably beat Liverpool. Okay. What's your captain pick for this week? Rashford. Against Liverpool. Yep. Okay. All in. Cool. I'm all in. All in, balls in. That's Andy. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose. All right, let, let's talk Rashi's last games, right? Like, since game week 19. So, like, last, I don't know, eight or nine games. Can I, can I interject slightly here? I was yeah. chatting to to our good friend Billy, long listener. Hey, Billy. Hey, he Billy. was saying he, he was absolutely chuckling on the way down the road, apparently, because you were talking about the uh, the Rashford Wankoff Club the other week, Don. And we're doing it again. It's kicking up again. I'm not being funny. <laughs> here we go again. Get on the, get on the Rashford train. Rashford circle jerk. 8, 10, 2, 7, 12, 8, 8, 15. Come on now. Oh, it's, it's godly. It is incredible. And I, you know, I hope it never ends. But And then those like... three of those games, by the way, Man City, Arsenal, Leicester. Okay. Yeah. Could we do a very small rewind? <laughs> to, 
to Danny saying, our good friend, Billy Long listener. Yeah. To be fair, Dom, do you know that that's not his name? His Long listener. Like, yeah, who the fuck is that? Mr. Long listener. All right. I tell you what, that's really convenient if it is his name. Long time listener, like a... first time caller. That's, that's his full name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know you said that. It sounds like a porn name. Really long listener. <laughs> listen, oh, you long time. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Dom, what does your team look like? What are you doing? What's your oh, strategy? Bill. Sorry, Bill. Um, good question. I want to get rid of Salah, and I want to get rid of Enketia now that he's become surplus to requirements. Uh, I feel like I need two Arsenal midfielders because everyone should. So it's just whether I get Martinelli or Odegaard for the second one. And then, you know, I've got Haaland and Kane up front, but who do you have for that third slot now? Who do you have for the third slot now? That's me asking a question rather than repeating. I don't know yet. I need to look at the double game fixtures for the crappier teams because I'm definitely going to have um, Haaland. Uh, football criminal Ivan Tony is going to be charged. He admitted guilt, right? But when are they charging it, him? Like I don't. This, the, the process of justice is—it's not it's swift. Well, they say end of April. No, and he's—he put out an Instagram post this week saying, "Like, I'm going to fucking sue the FA because they've let all these leaks out about the process and saying that." They have somehow leaked it to the press that he admitted the charges as well. Oh, so you want it to be a secret thing? But is he a criminal or is he not a criminal? I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah, he wanted to be a secret criminal. Schrodinger's criminal. Ah, no one knows. Um, But yeah, if if Ivan Tony is available, he would be... That we've said for so long like every week we're kind of like, well, you could be careful of football criminal Ivan Tony could be out of the team at any minute now. And that's literally rolled on for months when you could have had Tony in your team for months. Yeah, we've been we fucked people for a long time on this one. Yeah. Poor Billy's out there putting Ivan Tony not in his team over and over again. Well, is he? <laughs> long listener Sorry. might put Ivan long Tony in his team. You, you say his name. Sorry, Billy Long listener. <laughs> now he's got Joe Felix. That's a terrible move, Billy. Oh, Billy, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. So. Fucking hell. So Billy had... Ah, oh, fuck's sake, Bill. One, two, three, four, fuck five, six, seven. <laughs> uh, is that... Yeah, he had seven, six players that actually got points, and somehow he got 80. Billy, what like, are you The rest doing? of his team didn't play, and he got 80 points. He had Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Haaland, Kane, and then Yao Felix, and got 80 points. <laughs> there you go. He's here Teachers for a good time, not a long time. You can only go uh, for the, right. <laughs> the high-producing What players. does my team look like and what am I going to do since I don't have all the chips that you guys have? It's a very difficult question. I have Allison. don't want to play him against United, so he's going to hit the bench and Ward's going to come in. Oof. Shaw has a knock, which is not great because you know next would be Trippier, who's to City, which is, again, not They're going to play Shaw, though, because it's Liverpool, isn't it? They're going to play Shaw. Depends what kind of knock it is. You think that Shaw's yes. going to get more mm, points? It against depends if he starts than or not. Which I don't get know. against C. Trippier gets bonus up? points every fucking game. He got he's in the past four games. He's had one, two, two, eight. Like his good streak seems to have come to a crashing halt. Don't think I want him anymore. Uh, no, I'm picking my very selective choice. Read <laughs> out the last ten games, Danny. But you no, read those games. 
<laughs> You're not going one, two, 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 eight, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, 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 they have come off. Loss. I said that weeks ago. The cup loss will have just cemented it. You, I'd you be tempted. Fucking, here's here's my you're Andy the second. I'd be tempted to start removing. Oh, if you just look at the top AD, six, I think they're going to absolutely shit the bed now after the loss in the cup and everything else. Mm, I I think Trippier will score. One. It's the best one. Less than sure this week. I'll put money on that one. All right, so back to my team and the struggles I'm having. I'll take that much. I've got fucking Tarkowski because some Bellin told me he was going to do really well. God, why Rams would you listen Forest. to that? Seriously, that's on you. He's, he's against Forest, <laughs> so that's not actually terrible. Um, I've got Nantour versus Chelsea, which actually feels pretty good, ironically. Um, and Somerville versus Chelsea as well. It's really just kind of the, the Allison um, situation that I've got to deal with. Everton versus <laughs> you can start You're not making any transfers. I could start, start all three, all three of my players, and then you double transfer are. into that weird week coming. Oh, now you're talking, but I just hate having Sal. But as Andy says, right. it's going to be a feisty game. So, Who's your captain, though? I don't know if I want to miss out on Arsenal against Bournemouth. Captain, captain. Uh, who is my captain? Um, I'm gonna go with yeah, Matoma. I'm gonna go with Saka as well, or Saka, probably Saka. And he's sacking up with Rashford. Yeah. So on to win, lose, and draw. What I want to ask you this week, rather than just the usual win, lose, and draw, is clean sheets. How many clean sheets can you predict this week? That's what I want to ask you. Not many, so based ready? on last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> So the first game is Fulham versus Wolves. Are either, <laughs> either of those teams going to get a clean sheet, Andy? Fulham could get a clean sheet in that one. I think Fulham will win. And I want that Solomon guy. All right. So Fulham clean sheet, Dom. Are you cheating and looking What's at stats? Solomon, of course you fucking Give me one. I can see the screen moving, Dom. I can see the light going on your oh, face. Shit. The same with Andy I'm when he pulled the league up. I'm looking... I'm, looking at my, I'm looking at my fail to score table. I think... Fulham will win. I'm going to say no have, clean sheet. They will win with a clean sheet. Everton versus Aston Villa, Andy. Clean sheets? Oh, sorry. About that. That what are you talking about? One second. One you said we were playing Nottingham Forest. Uh, you idiot. It's not even the right week. And Fulham will win last week. Fucking asshole. Great, Dan. Wait a second. It was 1-1. I didn't even predict it right. Although Solomon did score, so I was right on that one. Fuck. Rewind. <laughs> get the get um. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, what was his name? Nice. Craig David. Thank you. <laughs> Craig David. <laughs> Craig David. Rewind. Craig uh, David. So <laughs> play it back. City versus Newcastle was actually the first game. City versus Newcastle clean sheet. Sandy. Uh, ooh. I don't think that's a clean sheet for either of them. I think City will win. Tom. I, I think agree. it's a draw. And I think versus no clean and you agree what? That it's a draw and that no clean sheets? That there'll be no clean sheets. I'm just caring about clean sheets. Oh, we're just caring about clean We're not doing the result anymore. No, that's something, something different to do. I just want to understand clean sheets. I mean, I've just change. Just, you know, this is like the draft league all over again, but carry on. <laughs> I'll do what the fuck I want. <laughs> and you'll answer the question. Arsenal versus Bournemouth, clean sheets. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, it's the team most likely to score against the team least likely to score. So I think it's probably an Arsenal clean sheet, and they probably slap the shit out of Bournemouth. Says the man who took three Liverpool players into last week. 
Tom? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go right, with the most likely result. Villa versus Arsenal Palace. Win with a clean sheet. What do you think, Andy? I think that's probably a Villa win and probably a clean sheet. Ooh. Tom? I, I think it's I a double clean it's, sheet. It's a nil-nil draw. Score draw. Brighton versus West Ham, Andy. Who's getting clean in that one? Mm, Brighton, West Ham. They're both like so. Brighton are playing well, but West Ham are also playing well over the last couple games. Except where they got beaten the crap out of by United in the cup with their first team. So, I think Brighton win, but probably no clean sheets. Fair enough. Tom, hmm. uh, I'd say I'd a Brighton win, win with a Brighton win, but no clean sheets. Brighton versus West Ham to Brighton home. Is it home or away? Because West Ham have failed Sorry, to score is that, away is that six times. With the beautiful season. mind kind of equations around your head, though, as you were trying to figure out how close they were to London. <laughs> is it like a North London derby? <laughs> like where, where are these teams? Uh, Chelsea versus Leeds, Andy. Mm, Chelsea versus Leeds. The the very movable object against like the, the very ineffective force. Um, yeah. I, I think that probably Chelsea win because, like, statistically, they can't just keep losing every game. I, I do like that they bought Modric and now he just rides the bench for them though after they paid all that money um, for like he's a racist. Yeah, I mean maybe that's the excuse I would use at least if I was Potter and why I wasn't playing player that I paid that much money for. Um, I think that Chelsea win. I think they might keep a clean sheet against Leeds, who looked pretty ineffective in the last couple of games in terms of scoring. Okay. Well, you can't pick any of the defenders because you don't know who's going to play every week. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's a nil-nil draw, and I say it's a nil-nil draw because Chelsea have scored six goals okay. in their past okay. ten games. Uh, I think Chelsea will win. Fucking awful. It will not be uh, clean. Wolves versus Spurs, Andy. Mm, I think Spurs will win because Wolves are really bad. But then I thought Spurs would win in the cup, and they went out in the cup, so. I don't think there's going to be a clean sheet, so that's an easier answer. That is an easier answer. Dom? I think okay. uh, Spurs win with a clean sheet. Let's call us. Wait, do you get equal points for the up, not calling the clean sheets? It is completely made up. Like, as that's just, he just does what he wants now. When I was looking at Allison and wondering about clean sheets, I made up this game at that point there. So there's, there's no real ten- thought gone into this at all in any way, shape, or form, Dom. You're, you're overthinking it. Technically, if I wanted to win this game, I would just say clean sheets to them all, and then I've called mm, every yeah. single clean sheet. There you go. Then you'd be a dick, though, wouldn't you? Like, who would do that? Just play the <laughs> fucking game, Don. Yeah. How about you sack up and play the fucking game? <laughs> just play the game. Uh, I think it'll be a draw, to be honest. All right, all right, all right. Saints versus Leicester, Andy? Leicester. Clean sheet is not likely, though. No, it's not. Don? Forest versus Everton. Well, that's that's one draw, clean sheet written over, right? I think it might be a clean sheet for Forest. Everton looked terrible. I agree. Dom. <laughs> Another Tarkowski no pointer. I think it's a nil-nil draw, unfortunately. Classic. Uh, Liverpool versus United. I think we all agree that's just going to be goals galore. Yeah, there's no clean sheets in that game. And then Brentford versus Fulham. Yeah, no clean sheets. Mm, I think Brentford will win, and there could be a clean sheet in that game. Oh, 
So you don't think you're a new guy that you share it this no, week? Well, no, well, no. I mean, it's so, an away well, well, game. It's an away game, isn't it? And it's against like a it decent is. team. Brentford are decent. Tom? Um, that one also has no more So the interesting bit that I wanted to get to on that was that Andy's predicted one, two, three, four, five clean sheets in the week. Dom, however, has predicted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven clean sheets. So seven games, you think there's going to be at least one team. I don't think clean. there's going to be seven, Dom. Yeah, that's, that's bold. And then I predicted one, two, Let three. Let me take a look at last week's. So that's interesting, the, the psychology of it all. So Dom's gone super heavy on the clean sheets, thinks there's going to be a lot of nils. You look at last week, Dom, and you had one, two, three, four... Five, yeah, but that's because there's twelve games. That's cheating. There were eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. Okay, if the just the, the games on the mm, Saturday and the Sunday, true, true. six, six is not a million miles away from seven. <laughs> in fact, they're very close, Tom. Yeah, I in fact, is yeah, yeah, actually sequential <laughs> numbers. <what> <laughs> if if we take if we take Saturday and Sunday. In terms of the 18th and 19th of February, there was one, two, three, four, five, okay. six, seven. You're right, Tom. We'll see find so out. We'll seven be. is a good number. All right, that's us. All right. Days and the games kick off again. <laughs> Let's do it, Billy Long listener. <laughs>